Would you join me in saying thank you to these parents who have been willing to foster in our church. God bless you. Now you know who they are, and so we pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these uh, who are our own brothers and sisters in Christ, a part of our church. Thank you for their testimony and their faithfulness uh, to enlarge their table and to welcome in these orphan strangers. Thank you for that, Lord, the fruitfulness it shows in their life, their commitment to love other people like Jesus. May that multiply among us. May others in our own church step forward and say, I'm ready to do the same thing. I'm ready to do what God's calling me to do uh, to help foster uh, boys and girls who who need a place to go and people who love Jesus to be a part of their lives. We pray for uh, foster we pray for foster care parents all across Tennessee. We thank you for the new ones who have recently stepped forward all across the state of Tennessee as we hear these things. It's a wonderful thing. May you bring others so that there are no children left without care. We, we thank you for the chance that we have to honor and recognize those who do this very important work in ministry. Uh, those who are government workers, our governor, our legislature, all who've been a part in these days. And now we pray that we as a church would step forward and do what you've called us to do. May we be responsible to be salt and light and to be Jesus in this way as well as other ways that you lead us in the days ahead. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, Luke chapter 13, we begin reading, and I'm going to not go long. It's Mother's Day, but I'm going to get, uh, this may be the best 10-minute sermon. Now, don't hold me to it, 10 minutes, don't hold me to it. But it's 10, 11, 27, but we're going to hear today uh, from the Word of God for a few moments. Luke 13, now. Uh, on, the, on the same occasion, there were some present who, were, who reported to Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered this fate? Now here's a very important statement. This is the focus. I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose, the Lord Jesus continues, that those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? Again, what does the Lord say second time? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he began telling this parable, this story. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And the vineyard keeper answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put uh, fertilizer in it. And, it bears and if it bears fruit next year, fine, but if not, cut it down. Two verses that I want you to see. I tell you no, but unless you repent, 
you will likewise perish. And then verse 8, the words of the vineyard keeper. Let it alone, sir, for this year uh, too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. Our focal truth today from these, this simple story about an f- unfruitful fig tree is this, that repentance leads to spiritual fruitfulness. Repentance leads to spiritual fruitfulness. There are three observations that I want you to see from this passage. Number one, what did the Lord do? He, he, he was caught in a discussion of current events. First, the people knowing that he was uh, from Galilee, they tell about Pilate killing some Jews in verse 1. And they were sacrificing, apparently, and, uh, at the temple. And for some reason, Pilate came and the Romans killed them. So there's a current event. Some people were trying to be religious and they were killed by the government. And the Lord asked the question, do you think that these Galileans were worse than any others? And then he says, no, unless you all repent, you also will die. You will perish. This is the warning of the Lord Jesus today. And then he says, then the Lord brings up a current event. He says in verse 4, what about the 18 that the tower of Siloam fell on and killed them? Are they worse than others? No. Everyone meets the same reality. Those who die without repenting of their sins die eternally. So on this day in which we've gathered here today, let's remember we have only a short, a short time in which we can live. We have this opportunity. You're going to be with your mothers today. You're going to be with your mothers today. So my mother's in heaven. So I don't have that opportunity. Use your time with your mother. Thank God for the opportunities you have with your mother while you have your mother with you. Honor her, love her. But you see, all of our mothers wanted something out of our lives as we were growing up. Our mothers wanted us to be the right kind of people living the right kind of way. That's what fruitfulness is that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about your lifestyle. And so he tells the story of this owner who has a fig tree. For three years, the fig tree has produced no fruit. He's frustrated by it. He tells the gardener, the vineyard keeper, just cut it down. It's wasting space here. Uh, I'm tired of coming out here and seeing no fruit on this, this fig tree in this garden with all of this care and everything else, but there's no fruit. And so what does the vineyard keeper say? Well, the vineyard keeper says, let me dig around it and let me fertilize it. You see, every life has either spiritual fruit or unspiritual fruit. Everyone here is exhibiting by the way you speak, that's fruit. The way you talk, word fruit. The way you live, your goals, your values, that's the fruit of your life. And fruit can be seen. Fruit can be recognized. Fruit is from the nature of the tree. Uh, The Lord Jesus said it this way. I'll just quote it to you from uh, Matthew chapter 7. Every, listen, this is very simple, but it's very strong. Every good tree bears good fruit. Every bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. 
but a bad tree, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. This is Matthew 7, 18. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. You will know them by their fruits. You will know whether people are believers and followers of Jesus, listen, by the fruitfulness of their life. And so we come to this story and we discover... When you, when you study the parables, it's always easier, these everyday stories. Don't try to chase every character and figure. Sometimes the Lord uses outrageous statements in the story to try to get your attention. The focus here, the focus here is on what happens to the tree. How do you get a tree? How do you get a tree to be fruitful that's unfruitful? The answer is, are you ready for it on Mother's Day? Manure. That's how you get it to grow. So today you'll always remember you came for a very short sermon, which is unusual for Pastor Mike, to preach about manure on Mother's Day. Manure. I've been told by experts in our church that, there, that the manure of a horse smells greatly different from the manure of a cow. That was way too much information for me. Nevertheless, when I started talking about manure, you would have thought that I was talking about we were going to have fundraisers and give money away. People have been so excited who knew we were going to talk about manure today. Manure, what is it that we're doing? What is God's gardening? What is God's gardening method to produce fruitfulness in our life? I'll tell you, it's this. It's repentance and the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That's what the, that's what the vineyard keeper is doing. He's digging around this unfruitful tree. He's tilling around the bottom of it. He's breaking up the hard soil so that the air can get in, so the rain can come through and give the roots the right kind of moisture, digging around it. The Word of God digs at your heart. That's why a lot of people don't want to hear preaching, teaching, or read their Bible because it makes them feel uh, a little bit like they, they don't like the way they feel. That's the digging, convicting work of God through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. You see, repentance comes, my friends, because the Holy Spirit starts digging around you. He starts digging around you and you don't feel comfortable with what you've been doing. How does an unfruitful tree become a fruitful tree? Well, it's because of manure. If you look up and Google the benefits of manure, I'm sure you've done it recently, you would realize that manure minimizes soil pollution. The ag people in our church would be proud of me. I've gone to school. Manure minimizes soil pollution and it builds healthy soil through the essential nutrients that are found in the manure. You see, God creates everything perfect. Even manure has its purpose. You see, here's what happens to all of us today. When we hear the Word of God, the Holy Spirit is working. He is stirring in our hearts. He's speaking to us and digging around the roots of our life. He's digging around. We hear God's Word and we think, boy, I should do something about that. Or we say, oh my, I'm not doing that. I need to do that. So just like the beauty of this uh, this vineyard keeper, we discover the joy and blessing of being of the Holy Spirit digging around our roots and putting fertilizer there, manure. It takes time. These nutrients settle in. The rain comes. The air comes. There's work being done. That's what's happening in your soul. 
That's what happens to, that's what keeps good ground, good ground. That's so that the Word of God can find a place in your life. Look, when you're hard-hearted, when you're worried and caught up with the cares of the world, when you don't care anything about God, the seed of the Word of God has nowhere to land. It has no way to penetrate and do its work. Now we talk about the other end of it, the roots. The roots that go down as they are watered, as they are fertilized, they find growth. I'm asking you today, what is the condition of your life? What kind of fruitfulness do you show in your life? Well, there's some things that I want you to remember today from, from this simple story. First of all, an unfruitful spiritual life is a spiritually dead life. If there is, look, here's the way I'd say it to you. The Word of God says the fruit of the Spirit the fruit of the Spirit. If I'm saved, this is the fruit that comes out of my life. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, tenderheartedness. The fruit of the Spirit. This is, this is what people see when Jesus is in me. This is what kind of fruit is produced out of my life when I'm saved and born again. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, tenderheartedness. This is, there's no need for law when I live by the fruit of the Spirit and it's exhibited in my life. It means that when I have fruitfulness spiritually, it changes the way I talk. It changes my speech. But you see, the unsaved person still has the fruit of selfishness, still has the fruit of, I hate God and I don't want to hear what God has to say. Their life is a life filled with sadness, pain, sorrow, and misery and hopelessness. That's what comes. That's the kind of fruit that comes from those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I remind you of this. This vineyard keeper said, give me another year. Give me another year. You know what's wonderful about repentance? Here's what Paul said. The grace, listen, the grace of God, the grace of God leads to repentance. God is gracious to us in our sin. God is gracious and merciful. He waits on us when we fail Him, when we continue to refuse Him. I'm talking about some Christians in here. You once were fruitful, but now you've be, you're not fruitful anymore. You've, you've gone back in your Christian life. You're hard again. You're cynical. You, you've gone back and picked up characteristics that God saved you from. No, you see the Holy Spirit of God, when you submit yourself to the Word of God, the Holy Spirit comes. When He comes, the Lord Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will convict us. He will convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment. So God's grace leads to repentance. He's give, give me another year. Give me another year, grace says. Give me another year. Give me another year. And I'll fertilize and I'll dig. This is what's happening. Perhaps I'm not trying to be dramatic. But perhaps you have one more year. One more year. And then it's all done. No more opportunity. No more grace. Cut it down was what the, was what the vineyard owner said. Cut it down. And the, vine the vineyard keeper says, give me one more year. If there's no fruit, cut it down. Cut it down. 
You see, spiritual fruitfulness comes from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not in here getting lectures on the Bible. We're not in here just learning facts. These are things that you take to heart and say, I'm going to live by these things that the Word of God says. I'm going to trust Jesus. I'm going to repent of my sin. And I'm going to walk with God. We have some examples in our church of people who have dramatically had their lives changed. We've, we have, and that, I'm talking about those who were who were lost in their sin. That's all of us. And we were saved. That's a miracle in itself. We have examples in our church of men and women who walked with God, who fell away from God. But you know what? They repented. They changed their mind. That's what repentance is. Changing your mind. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm going to live like Jesus has called me to live. And you know what the difference is? The difference with these unfruitful Christians who get away from God and live in carnality is they repent greatly of their sins. Peter repented greatly. David repented greatly. Have you? Are you in a condition right now as a Christian, there's no joy in your life. There's no victory in your life. You still fight and battle carnality. If you walk by the flesh, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Fruitfulness comes as I stay in the word of God, as I apply it to my life and I allow, I submit to the work, the deep digging work of the Holy Spirit of God. Don't, don't resist the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's the real repentance that brings spiritual fruitfulness. I close with these words from the Lord Jesus. My Father, now this is to disciples in this room. My Father is glorified by this. You want to know what glorifies God? Oh, I want to glorify God, Pastor Mike. Do you? I want to glorify God. Good. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, so then you prove to be my disciples. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door. We pray, come Lord Jesus. The Lord says, unless you repent, you will perish.